Now then, and welcome back to Rare Eddie One Talks podcast. I'm your host, Rare Eddie One, and welcome. I hope you're having a fantastic time. Whatever time of day you're listening to, morning, evening, night, whatever time of day you're listening, I hope you're having a fantastic day. Or night, or morning. Today is Bonfire Night, or Guy Fawkes Night, and in in that in that spirit, I'm going to read a short poem. Remember, remember the 5th of November. The story behind the Guy Fawkes. And then we're going to have a look at some tr- uh, urban legends and true and ghost stories and, and that sort of thing. Because I know Halloween has been and gone. But it's still that time of year where I like to get all spooky and, and have a good time before, you know, the holiday setting. Um, so, yeah. And like always... I do film these, so if you want to check me out, if if you're tired of listening to this beautiful voice, I guess I could check him out. I I I couldn't understand why you would, but if you if you just want to listen, if if you just want to see what I, I look like, go over to YouTube, go over to Rumble, same name, Rare Eddie One, and uh, check me out. Subscribe, like, and comment on on whatever video I do. Mainly pop culture on my YouTube and Rumble channel, but I do do cover, you know, some paranormal and conspiracies and ghosts and aliens and all that stuff as well. But it is mainly pop culture, you know, films, reviews, trailer reviews, you know, what's going on in entertainment, what's going on with Woke Hollywood and all all that good stuff. I mainly do that on them. Um, but like always... I when I film these, I normally film them on a Saturday night, but something happened on to my uh, settings and all that, and they all got messed up. So I am refilming and recording today on bonfire night, uh, bonfire day, and I'm gonna help have myself a orchard English vintage cider. And cider. Hopefully, it's good. Never had it before. It is an Aldi brand, not sponsored, but I do like to have a drink on these. Um, so, yeah, if you can join me uh, with having a drink, please, please do, safely. You know, if you're driving, you know, get grab yourself a bottle of water. Uh, if you're sat home and you, you're not in the mood for having a drink, you know, get yourself a pop. Yeah, you know, a cup of tea, cup of coffee. I love a cup of coffee, in all fairness. Um, and... Join me with having a drink. I'm sampling a flight of gluten-free German lagers. I'm going to see what this is like. Um, it could... I may not like it. I hope not. If if I don't like it, I'll let you guys know straight away, in all fairness. That's pretty good. Pretty good. It's, uh, yeah... Reminds me a bit of like the the old Thatchers. Um, so if you're in Aldi, grab yourself an Orchard Vintage Cider. Fucking lovely, actually. Anyway, let's get on with tonight's fun-filled episode. Time. Um, whatever podcast provider you're listening to, please, would you do me a favour and please follow or subscribe or whatever it is. Um, and please leave me a review. That would be fucking awesome. You guys are legends. Let's get that out of the way. 
And now let's concentrate on tonight's or today's bonfire special. Let's go. Remember, remember the 5th of November. Gunpowder, treason and plot. I see no reason why the gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. Guy Fawkes, Guy Fawkes, twas his intent to blow up the king and parliament. Three score barrels of powder below, poor old England to overthrow. By God's providence he was catched with a dark lantern and a burning match. Holler boys, holler boys, let the bells ring. Holler boys, holler boys, God save the king. And that is the poem for Remember, Remember, the 5th of November. Now, I could never, I I looked this up and I was shocked because I, I only remember, remember, remember the 5th of November. That's the only thing I remember. If you like me, let, let me know if you like me on, on that situation. But that's quite a good sort of little poem to have a look at. So, Guy Fawkes Day is... Guy Fawkes Day, also called Bonfire Night, British observance celebrated on the 5th of November, commemorating the failure of the gunpowder plot in 1605. The gunpowder plot conspirators led by Robert Catsby were zealots Roman Catholics, enraged by the King James I for refusing to grant a greater religious tolerance to the catholics they planned i i i nearly went into sort of a joke then you know um uh, but i won't i'll leave that to your imagination what i was thinking let me know if you if you were thinking what i was thinking um they planned to blow up the houses of parliament the palace of westminster during the state opening of parliament intended to kill the king and members of parliament in order to clear the way for the re-establishing the catholic rule in england betrayed the plan failed when the conspirators were betrayed one of them guy fawkes was taken into custody the evening before the attack in the cellar where the explosives to be used were stashed. The other conspirators were all either killed, resisting capture, or like Fawkes, tried, convicted, and executed in the aftermath. Parliament decided the 5th of November, a national day of Thanksgiving. Oh, it's our Thanksgiving. Um... And the first celebration of it took place in 1606. Today, Guy Fawkes Day is celebrated in the United Kingdom and in a number of countries that were formerly part of the British Empire. With parades, fireworks, bonfires and food, obviously food. And, you know, who who remembers the toffee apple and uh, bobbing for apples and all that good stuff? And a good old beer while I'm drinking a cider. Um, straw effigies of Guy Fawkes are tossed onto the bonfire as are in many more recent years in some places those contemporary political figures traditionally children 
carried these effigies called guys through the streets in the days leading up to Guy Fawkes days and asking passerbyers for a penny for the guy. Now, I have done this in the past when I was little, when I was a kid, I have done this and I asked penny for a guy. How many of you out there did the very same? I remember, you know, getting, I remember one of them with a couple of trash bags. Um, well, I think it was f five trash bags in total. You know, two arms, two legs, and, and one for the body. And we filled them with leaves and then a little carrier bag for his head and we draw we drew on it. Quick save carrier bag, so who remembers quick save? And we where I live we had this little little shopping shop where I think it it was Wilk it's Wilco's at, at the time now, but I can't remember I don't think it was Wilco's then, but they have like a little in cove um so you could sit and you wouldn't get wet and stuff like that. And we sat there and penny for the guy, penny for the, yeah. And that was so much fun when we was little. And yeah, because a couple of weeks before that we was all trick or treating. Generally, generally back then when we was all trick or treating, we all got money, um, and that's why we trick or treated. Um, yeah, growing up in in the nineties, yeah, it was great. It was fucking awesome. Let me know if you guys have have done any of that sort of thing we did that but anyway let me continue often reciting the rhymes associated with the occasion the best known of which dates from the 18th century which i think is the one that i uh was the one i read and fireworks a major component for most guy fawkes day celebrations Represents the explosives that were never used by the plotters. Guards perform an annual search of the Parliament building to check for potential arsonists, although it is more ceremonial than serious. Lewis in southeastern England is the site for of the celebration of Guy Fawkes Day that has a distinct distinctly local flavour involving six bonfires societies whose memberships are grounded in the family history stretching back for generations that's i i'm gonna have to check that out i am going to have to check that out so let me bookmark this uh site i'm gonna have to check that out so that is guy Fawkes and the sort of short story to Guy Fawkes. It'd been English. We all sort of know the story of Guy Fawkes. Not to that great detail. Um, there's probably better details out there of the story itself. Uh, this is from the Britannica. Um, if anyone is interested, I'll maybe link the uh, website to the show notes if you want to check it out. Um. Like I said, I only wanted to sort of dip my toe into the Guy Fawkes day um, because I imagine the story is fucking vast. I imagine there's better podcasts out there that will um, that will go through this story with fine toothpicks. This time next year, I will do a dedicated Guy Fawkes slash Bonfire Night show. Um, hopefully from sort of where these uh, places are down the south of England. 
uh, hopefully I can maybe rent somewhere out down there and we can have a look at the Guy Fawkes celebrations and uh, we'll we'll take a look, see if I can maybe get a couple of interviews. That would be fucking awesome. And that's going to be this time next year. So hopefully you are still with me. So on that note, that sounds like I'm going to end the show. On that note, let's get to some short horror stories and urban legends. Mummy has the habit of going out every Saturday night. So Daddy and I always go get ice cream together after dinner. Just for two of us around dinner time, I go to the kitchen to see what Daddy is cooking. But he's not there. I saw a note on the counter that said, Mummy and Uncle James were going somewhere together. I'm not sure I didn't read that well. I find Daddy in the garage. I find Daddy in the garage. I shut the door behind me like I supposed to. Daddy is in the front seat of the car, engine already turned on. It seems like we won't be having dinner tonight, only ice cream. I get in the back seat behind him since I'm not a big boy yet. Daddy doesn't answer me. When I say hello to him, maybe he can't hear me over how loud the car is. I think I'll take a nap on the way to the ice cream shop. I feel kind of sleepy. Ooh. This is a short one. It's so dark here. I can't even move, breathe, speak or hear anything. If only I knew it would be this lonely. I would have asked to be cremated instead. Um, that's not too bad. Um, a daughter was in her room, busy with homework. She heard her mother call her name. Dinner was ready. She jumped onto her feet and began making her way downstairs. When suddenly a pair of hands grabbed her and pulled her into the laundry room beside the staircase. She panicked before realising it was her mother. Unusually weepy with bloodshot eyes. Don't go down there, honey. I heard it too. Fucking hell. Whew. Bloody hell. So, before I continue. So, one of my creepy, creepy encounters. Oh, fuck me. This scared the living shit out of me. What happened to me when I was last year of school or maybe just left school. So, 16, 17 um, it happened to me, it didn't happen to me per se, but it happened at, at my house what where I was staying. Now, my family, I must have been 16 on the verge of 17, um, because I was home alone and the fam, my family were away on holiday and I was looking after the house, um, and it was the Friday and 
for the whole weekend, I could not get any fucking sleep. Because I had a few chores to do on Saturday, so I I think I was, you know, cutting grasses and, and stuff like that. And, you know, doing my little part-time job um, throughout the weekend. Me, the bunch of friends that I, well, I still have around with me, um, most of them anyway, um, that are with me. So shout out to you guys that, are, you know, hopefully you guys are listening. Um, and it was a big gang of us, you know, mixed, you know, guys and, and lasses. Um, and then we just, we, we wandered to mine because I, I think I had to get some. I think I had a stash of some alcohol, which, you know, you know, who didn't as a teen? Um, sorry, uh, Dad, uh, if you're listening. But yeah, I, I got a stash of alcohol. We so we this group, my my group of friends. We didn't re- we rarely we went to each other's houses, but we rarely parted it. You know, because we've heard so many stories, uh, people trashing, and you know, an absolute nightmare. So we didn't do that. Anyway, so we walked to mine so I could get the stash of alcohol. I went up up to my room so at the the front of our house my bedroom was at the front and my front door was like a glass um it was a full glass panel but it was cloudy so you could see people coming but you couldn't make you could only make out like a shadow anyway i got in i opened it i got in i I run upstairs and and got the the alcohol turned the light you know they were all i could hear them all having a laugh outside it was it wasn't it was dark but it wasn't like maybe nine nine o'clock at night anyway i got down locked up and all that turned lights off got out to my friends and one of my friends looked white as a ghost i'm not going to name any names but he looked white as a ghost i was like what's up he said i thought I thought everyone was on holiday. I said, "Yeah, yeah, they are." Why? What do you mean? He said he saw someone, because on the, on on the staircase we had like a little like pantry area, what we called under under the staircase. He said someone had got out of the the um, stair uh, at the under the pant. Someone come out of the pantry and went went into the living room. And I was like, well, there's no, there should be no one in there. And and at that time, I, I think I went in and just checked. And I, I, I went and there was, I was like, no one's there. He said, he, he sweared down. He saw someone come from the pantry into the living room. Now I checked both both of them little the pantry is like a little box room. You you if you you could just stand in there, you could hide in there, but you wouldn't want to spend any a long period of time in that room. Um and I checked the living room, I checked everywhere to be honest with you, and there was no one. I know there was no one. Uh and I kept, and he said, I swear down there was I swear that I, I had to like put it at the back of my mind, but I was thinking, fuck me, there's we have a ghost and I'm all home alone for the weekend. That night, nothing happened, thank goodness. But that night, I could not sleep. I had the dog, because we did have a dog, but he said it was a person, one from the pantry to the living room. I had the dog and I made him sleep with me. Poor, poor, old, uh, poor dog. Um, but I made him sleep with me because I was fucking, I could not sleep. That whole weekend, I was fucking so tired and so terrified. That whole weekend, 
but yeah, that's one of my uh, many many ghost strange stories. I wish. Well, I say I wish. I would love to have an alien encounter story or a UFO story. That's. I would love to have that sort of thing happen. Or should I say, I would. I'm grateful that sort of thing hasn't happened because I don't want to get anally, anally probed. I want to be. I don't want to get gang probed by some horny aliens. No fuck way. No way. Um, but anyway, that's that's my story. Hope you enjoyed it. I will continue. So this is another short one. My four-year-old said he wished people didn't have to knock to get in the house. I told him about the doorbell and he asked me if we could install one on his window. Oh, fuck me. What the fuck? What? Oh, fucking hell. So I'm going to read the true story behind the, the urban myth of Bloody Mary comes from a real woman with a bloody history. This is at ATI. Virtually every young child raised in the Western world is familiar with the scary urban legend of Bloody Mary. Myth has it that repeating the name Bloody Mary in a cramped closet or in the mirror of a dark bathroom will summon the vengeful spirit or a real woman, Queen Mary of England. Oh, some of some are adamant that Mary's name must be uttered thirteen times. <coughs> I remember trying this when I was little. Well, I didn't try this, but I remember being with someone who tried this, and we all shit ourselves, absolute shit ourselves. I'll continue. Whereas others claims. Three times will suffice. Some claim that her spirit appears as a woman holding a dead baby, while others insist that she will come after you or your own children. But the terrifying tale is rooted in medieval history and begins with the birth of the first Queen Regent of England, Queen Mary I, the eldest surviving child of King Henry VIII. Mary did not fulfil her father's desperate lifelong hope for a male heir. She was thus ignored by him and declared illegitimate by the Parliament. Her life was plagued with pain in addition to isolation according to Giovanni Macalelli, the Venetian ambassador to her court. Mary experienced terrible menstrual pains and irregularity in her cycles as well as deep bouts of depression. Nonetheless, Mary managed to take the throne at the age of 37 after marrying Philip of Spain and became pregnant with his child. But when her due date came and a baby didn't, the country was in shock. Mary had appeared pregnant, but after her due date came, 
and went. Her pregnant belly disappeared as well. The inexplicable false pregnancy considered with Mary have just signed an act into law known as the Marian persecutions in accordance of which 240 men and 16 women were burned at the stake for being Protestant. This despondent monarch came to believe that she had been punished by, the, by God for her actions and died childless at 42. Besides the, sto the sad story of the real Bloody Mary of England, there are other more paranormal tales that inspired the scary urban legend of Bloody Mary. Perhaps the most famous is a tale of a witch named Mary who was said to have been executed for studying the black magic. According to this legend, Mary would appear in a mirror during divining rituals in medieval times to seek vengeance. Some believe this earthrail mirror which kills her summoner upon arrival while others claim that she drags her victims through the reflective portal into her world. Verifying the, ver the legend of the Bloody Mary, however, is easily enough. Simply look into the mirror and chant her name if you dare. I do not fucking dare. No fucking way. No way I fucking care. So tell me... So tell me I'm not being paranormal active activated because the website I was using has just froze froze and locked me out i've no fucking idea i can't click anything on it i can't fucking restore it I, it won't shut down and i'm pa i think i might be paranormal activated <laughs> i hope fucking not i really hope not so the urban legend of the slender man was born online which i'm pretty sure it has a creepy pasta um link but fraught with real-life consequences. So the Slender Man is a unique urban legend unlike others listed here. Slender Man was born on the internet as so-called creepypasta, which I'm I pretty, pretty sure I was pretty sure about, or a scary urban legend that was built online before it evolved off-screen into real life. The urban legend myth of Slenderman was created in Oculus to 2009 in June Photoshop consisted, held by the website called Something Awful. Users were challenged to take mundane pictures to to make them scary by adding realistic imagery of the paranormal inspired by surreal images of H.P. Lovecraft. One con uh, contestant named Eric Knudsen designed a tall, thin, eerie figure. Slender Man was born. Knudsen, harmlessly creative, was quickly co-opted by countless internet users. Mere days later, mere days later, someone made a horror film with a found footage aesthetic 
that told a young student being stalked by a slender man-like figure. New images were made and a spooky mythos that lived offline was created, as well as according to the story that littered creepypasta forums, Slenderman beckoned children into the forest where he then ordered them to kill in order to become his proxies. What should have remained an internet meme quickly developed into real violence on the 30th of May 2014, where two 12-year-old girls, I'm not going to name any names, um, who believed in the scary urban legend, lured a friend into the woods outside their Milwaukee suburb where they planned to kill her and leave her as an offering to the slender man. They stabbed their 12-year-old friend 19 times and left her in the woods to die, but she managed to survive, bleeding from her torso, arms and legs. She dragged herself to a nearby path when she was discovered by a cyclist who called 99... 911 sorry the two girls were then later arrested and later admitted to the police that they had planned the attack for months beginning in December 2013 they proposed the idea which they both believed would earn them entry into the slender man's home and a position as his proxies their belief in the scary urban legend was so complete and their dedication to please it's so powerful that these used a kitchen knife to try and murder their friend they had known for since the fourth grade i'm not sure how old the fourth grade is the state of wisconsin chose the try the state of wisconsin chose to try the two girls as adults and the girls were diagnosed with schizophrenia and the jury were not criminally responsible because she suffered from a shared delusional disorder has since been sentenced to 40 years under institutional care and all because of a urban myth that began online so urban legends that begin online can be can lead to serious consequences out in the real world this is one example of creating such of creating a story and it takes on a life of its own and people do um have real life consequences luckily the girl survived but my god that could have gone another way and and that story was it's and that story is a urban legend and it's a, but we've seen the memes we've seen the 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 films of slender man 
and it does you know you wouldn't be surprised that these young people do take these stories to real to be real and it's scary really is scary but yeah um let's see if i can find any more um luckily that page is unfrozen and shut itself off so i have no longer paranormal activated hopefully so i will end my last urban legend up this is actually a real story the tale of edward mordark and how a deformity morphed into a myth this is a creepy i it's the guy with another face on the back of his head you've probably seen the the pictures um Edward Mordark was said to be a man doomed with a second face on the back of his head. Wow! 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 His disturbing situation was popularized by a George Gould and Walter Pale in an 1896 science textbook. But as it turns out, Mordark's story is a completely fabrication turned urban legend. A story published on the December 8, 1895 in the Boston Sunday Post titled The Wonders of Modern Society described how a man named Edward Mordark had a second female face as a lovely had a second female face as lovely as a dream hideous as a devil on the back of his head the face would whisper such things as they only speak of in hell to poor mordak at night and sneered him whenever he cried driven insane by the face mordrake was said to have taken his own life at the age of 23 his suicide note begged for the face to be destroyed least it continues its dreadful whispering in my grave you could probably hear uh, fireworks in the background hope i'll try and cut them out but if you can hope you're all having a happy bonfire night then golden pale popularized the tragic tale in the anomalies and curiosities of medicine which was published the following year Mordrake's story became a fodder for countless publications and begat callous writing and begat callous writings about the physical deformities and weird wonders of the world while cranial facial duplication is a real biological phenomena those born with an extra face rarely live long and none are capable of in independent speech as there's only one brain it was only in 2015 that the museum of hoaxes uncovered that the original boston sunday post article about mordrake was actually written by a science fiction author and was otherwise utterly baseless throughout the writer's predilection for genre throughout the writer's predict 
predilection for the genre doesn't disprove the claims in his article. The sources he employed, which were, weren't later verified, diligently enough by Golden Pale, certainly seemed to be the post-article cited the Royal Scientific Society as one of the most substantial sources but this organisation did not exist. Furthermore, the writer's additional references to the fish woman of Lincoln, a married type creature, and the Norfolk spider, a human head with six legs, were entirely fabricated. No No literary or scientific database yielded anything remotely similar to these creatures. Nonetheless, the urban myth of the two-faced Edward Mordrake has endured. It was most recently chronicled in an episode of the television show American Horror Story to chilling effect. Perhaps what is most ghastly about this urban legend is how quickly unfounded narrative can take hold of and reverberate in popular consciousness for centuries interesting and finally i will end on this creepy story this story dates back to a few years ago a married couple decided to enjoy a night out Just the two of them, they called their most trusted babysitter to look after their kids. When she arrived, the two children were already fast asleep in the bed, so the babysitter just sat around and ensured everything was okay. Later that night, she got bored and decided to watch TV, the only cable TV in the pet the only cable TV in the parents' bedroom. She called them to ask if she could use it. Of course, the parents said it was okay, but the babysitter had one final request. She wondered if she could cover the angel statue placed outside the bedroom window with a blanket or something because it made her uneasy. The phone line was silent for a moment and the father said, Take the children with you and get out of the house. We'll call the police. We don't have an angel statue. When the police arrived, they found the kids and babysitter in pools of their own blood. No statue was found. That's just a creepy fucking story. Creepy story. Now, I hope you enjoy tonight's bonfire night. I know this will be released a little bit later tonight, so hopefully you can enjoy. Hopefully you've had a fantastic bonfire night and Guy Fawkes Day. Hopefully, hopefully you, you've given a penny to a guy. Hopefully you chucked an effigy on a bonfire. Hopefully you've had a candy apple or two. Or maybe go a step further in a candy banana. Um, but I hope you've enjoyed tonight's show Um, next week I'm going to look for some 
alien slash you know ufo stories and we can go back to alien and paranormal maybe a good conspiracy out there if you know anyone any of them get in touch with me and let me have a look and let me let me know and i'll have a look at them but anyway that's going to be tonight's fulfilled episode hope you've enjoyed this um hope you enjoyed this show hopefully i've been able to scare you just a little bit and maybe learn something new about yourself um i've i've had an awesome time hanging out with you guys i've had a drink um this this cider was pretty good um so go get yourself one at aldi not sponsored so if you did enjoy this episode please please don't forget to give me a, a review I will read them out. One star all the way to five star. I will read any review out. Please follow me on whatever podcast you are listening to. If you are watching me, please hit that subscribe button. Please give this video a like. And uh, please get in, that, get in that comment section. You can get in contact with me throughout Facebook, Twitter, you know, YouTube, email. All my descriptions, all my contact, contact details are in the show notes or in the description of this video so i hope you enjoyed this video or i hope you enjoyed this show if you didn't i thank you anyway for listening i hope i can change your mind i've been rare eddie one i will catch you in my next video stay creepy stay naughty but more importantly stay filthy see ya peace